He's like, okay, how long you staying here? I'm like, probably a week. He's like, okay, having a good time. Enjoy. Just like that. I'm like, fuck the French, bro. I'm like, I'm not even going. I swear to God, I posted on bro. I was like, fuck the French. Fuck these niggas. I ain't supporting them during the World Cup. Fuck the niggas, bro. There's this thing called RSV. I'm not sure if my symptoms match it, but this nurse friend's telling me about it. Like a lot of kids have it. I don't know if that's the thing spreading around, or maybe this is COVID. I don't know, but it could be, bro. This time last year, the new strain. What was it called? Omicron or Marion? Or fucking Yeah, dude. Oh man, how you how you doing though? You recently moved to was it Houston? H Town, yes sir. Yes. Sir. Dude. I mean, it's pretty good, bro. I mean, I've been coming back and forth a couple of times this year. Um, I wanted to go somewhere that was not the East Coast because I don't do the snow. So yeah. it was uh, between a couple of options, bro. It was between Arizona, uh, Vegas, and Texas. So I, I stayed in Arizona for like a month. Didn't like it. It was too white. Um, <laughs> it's extremely hot. It just wasn't for me. Then I was yeah. in Vegas, and I feel like everybody want to be mediocre over there. And honestly, uh, everybody just goes out every day, bro. Like, the uh, niggas I know over there go out every day, bro. Like, like partying and shit? Some, yeah, every day, bro. Whether it's at a Damn. club, hookah lounge, or bar, or whatever it is. Same shit every day, bro. Mm. So I was like, nah, go off that. Then I went to Houston, like, let's say two, three years ago. And ironic enough, I caught COVID there for the first time. Um, but it's because nothing was closed during that. You know, it was 2020, the height of it. And I went with a couple of friends. I even told Bilal to come through, but he has some shit going on at the time. But anyway. Uh, I, said, I, I was cool off of it because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. But I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was dope. We had a good time. Houston definitely has one of the best food scenes in the country. Um, it's diverse as hell. It's uh, the fourth biggest city in the, in the country. Um, super cheap, bro. I'm talking about like a luxury one bedroom spot. San Francisco or Oakland will probably get you anywhere from like 2,500 to cheapest and like and up. So 3,000, whatever. In Houston, bro, I'm talking about 1,200, bro, with amenities and everything. I mean, Damn. you can even get a high rise, not 1,517 floor if you want, but it just depends. Damn. Yeah, bro. And niggas who were there for COVID have got the COVID deals too, bro. I mean, it's uh, still cheap. I mean, gas is like two seventy, two eighty. Prior to COVID, niggas were saying it was like in the dollars, bro. I'm like, bro, I never <laughs> seen that on the bay in my life. <laughs> yeah, dude, California is just like it likes to make people poor. I don't know. Yeah, it's different. Is the news out? Yeah, I mean, what news? Is it, uh, yeah, you're, you're moving. Where are you moving to? Yeah, it's been news, dude. I think every everyone's been telling me like, oh yeah, where. You? People are telling me you stay, well, obviously, Abdi Japan is probably the, first, the biggest one. He's like, no, no, stay in California. I'm like, nah, hey, you nigga. You moving? You moving? I, yeah. yeah. I, I just can't stay in California anymore. So I've been thinking Texas, at least Dallas. And, um, okay. And, yeah. then, and see where it goes from there. Like, I don't know if I'll stay there for sure, but at least a few months, focus on work. And I just got to leave California, dude. I do not. Not a fan. No, I feel you, bro. I mean, personally, I wanted to kind of, you know. Just leave the bay for a little bit, see what's out there, you know, just be uncomfortable and just, you know, see if I can, yeah. you know, start a business or whatever the case is. I'm young, I mean, Houston also had, you know, beautiful women, so who knows? I may come back married, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I joked about that too. I was like, yo, it's totally my style to just go get married, maybe even have a kid and then come back home and like, hey guys, 
surprised. <laughs> you wild on the kid part, bro. I gotta wait. <laughs> I mean, if this you're gonna have ring 20 babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. You guys, I've heard there's a lot of Habisha girls there. Maybe dad's uh, been yeah, warning me. He's like, oh, you gotta be careful with some of them. I'm like, okay. Bro, gotcha. I'm not gonna lie. There is a lot of East Africans there, bro. Um, Dallas definitely has, I would say, a little bit more than Houston. Um, they have a lot of Eritreans, Ethiopians, both most Christian. I want to say in Houston, there is Eritreans too, but I've come, aside from like the few from EMC that I've met, um, there's definitely a lot of Ethiopians. Um, there's a lot of Sudanese in both Houston and Dallas. Somalis is like people I haven't really, I've seen like, because I just came back recently for um, Thanksgiving, I mean Thanksgiving and like the funeral, but um Obviously, it's the World Cup right now, so we were at a cafe, a hoop cafe, and I saw a couple of Somalis, and I'm like, bro, I did not think this state had Somalis, bro, because, you know what I'm saying, they're usually everywhere, but mm-hmm. um, but there's a little bit of them, but, like, there's, like, 75% of Houston, bro, I want to say is West African, bro, like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Nigerians, Senegalese, Ivory Coast, whatever you name it, bro, Sierra Leone, like, all them niggas is over there, bro, Um <laughs> I definitely want to learn how to speak Igbo, whatever the hell this shit is called, bro. <laughs> they deep over there, bro. As yeah. below, bro, we was at Afrotech in Austin. Like, bro, obviously, there was a lot of East Africans there, but there was so many West Africans there, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. they're deep. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. deep. Because, uh... like, I met, we went to the Bay. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to run into a lot of people, like, we grew up with and stuff. And, yeah, dude, it seems like people have either moved to the East Coast or Texas. Those oh, are yeah, for sure. You were able to go to the center? Uh, we went to their house, and then we went to the MCA in the Bay. Okay, gotcha. And we okay. met up with a bunch of people there. And, yeah, a lot of people. It's Everyone's considering the move, moving bro, east away from California. Yeah, bro, it's crazy, because I remember just seeing a bunch of the San Jose community, and I haven't seen them in a long time. And, like, yeah. to your point, bro, a lot of them moved to Texas, East Coast. I mean, um, you'll be moved to uh, New York. Um, half of SoCal moved to Dallas mm-hmm. um, and Houston. I mean, I moved to Houston. Bilal moved to San Antonio. Even Redwan, bro, he, you know, his sister's obviously in Dallas, so I'm pretty sure he's open to moving to Dallas in the future. I mean, yeah, he said Dallas. He's interested. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it's definitely a growing market, too, bro. You go over there, you see California everywhere, bro. I mean, it's a love-hate thing with uh, Californians and Texans, bro. I mean, I'm sure. They, I'm sure. They, they fuck with us, but they're like, bro, y'all driving the cost too high, bro. Like, we're tired of y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. man, show us some love. Show us some love. It's sort of like... uh someone from the u.s going to like the philippines or thailand or something you could throw around money super easy and it kind yeah, of kind facts. of fucks up for the locals oh god bro i heard philippines <laughs> is cheap as hell bro like Dude. the stories i've heard about philippines is nuts bro it's insane it's insane that's definitely like sometime in the future after i figure out this whole business thing then just do a world tour man probably start going south so i'll start with mexico then make my way down to south america and then maybe Go east or west? I don't know. Which I think east makes more sense because the Atlantic is a shorter distance, like Africa or some shit. And then keep going east until I make my way back to the U.S. That'd be that'd be dope. Yeah, that definitely be dope. I mean, I feel like even after COVID, bro, a lot of people started traveling, bro. I mean, um, like for example, when I went to London, like this is obviously after COVID, but like this was the first summer post COVID, and the airports could not deal with the influx of like international flights bro that um when i was flying with a buddy pass over there they literally said you cannot fly back on a buddy pass because there's too many flights and they um they said that they were only letting a hundred thousand flights a day 
like almost every airline, like if you were an employee or if you a friend that was working there or if you somehow was able to get a, a buddy pass, you weren't able to use it going back because they had uh, like specific precautions, things that, that they had to hold because I'm, my nigga, they had suitcases all the way to the ceiling, bro. Like um, my nigga was crazy. It was a mountain of suitcases everywhere. I mean, I lost my luggage on some different shit. When I went to uh, when I went to France and I got deported from France, it's a whole another story. <laughs> but I mean, like pretty much, I had a uh, passport issues and I had an emergency passport. And so when I went to France, I had a whole itinerary booked. Um, I think I had uh, my my B and B, everything. But I was in a few days and then go do a little Euro tour. And then my brother was he was in Italy at the time with my dad and my sisters. He was going to play. He was playing against like AS Roma, which is like a team in Italy, and he was playing with Cal. And so I was like, I bet I'm going to just meet y'all over there and I'll get to France. So I went to France a day early before they went. And so when I got to the airport, um, the funny thing is, bro, is uh, like when I was in the airline, my, um, you know, as I was boarding them, I sat down, got my seat assignment. Um, this lady comes up to me, and she's like, You're sitting in my seat. And I'm like, What do you mean? You sit in my seat. I mean, I'm, this is my seat. And she goes, you know, this is my seat. And I sure let me see. And I see her thing. It's the same thing as me. So we're going back and forth. I'm not, I'm not getting up. And then finally, uh, she goes back and talks to the niggas in the front. And then they come to the front. And they're like, Mr. Ibrahim. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Like, yeah, you can, you can go to first class. I'm like, oh, for sure. Say less. <laughs> so now I'm on the way to France. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. I fell asleep a couple times. It's a 12-hour flight, bro. It's long as hell. And finally, I get there, bro. I have a whole area um, that I'm following. Like, I'm also working remote. So, like, I'm working odd hours. So, like, I perfectly timed if I arrive at, like, 1 p.m. I can go see the Eiffel Tower and get some food, you know, eat some croissants, some snails, all that French shit. And then <laughs> after that, go to the B&B and hit my meeting, right? But everything got fucked up. As soon as I landed in the airport, bro. Yeah, my nigga, I, I went inside and they were like, uh, let me get your document. I showed him my passport and he's like, yeah, you might get deported. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> he's like, I'm not joking. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, I'm going to take you to the back. He took me to the back. Now I'm talking to this lady and she's speaking like broken English. And she's like, yeah, you're not allowed in this country. And I'm like, what you mean? She's like, this passport we don't accept. I'm like, what you mean? Like, why? She's like, my colleague, talk to my colleague. I'm like, bro, I've been passed around like a hoe, bro. Like, <laughs> Security, the security. I'm like, and then finally, I find this Moroccan guy. I'm like, yeah, he bro, please just tell me what's going on. And he's like, brother, like, uh, this passport's only good to go home. He's like, where'd you get this passport? I'm like, I got this passport when I was in Canada. And he was like, yeah, that's probably why the Canadian government gave you that passport back to the U.S. But I don't know why they let you even fly here with this passport. I said, well, it is what it is. So what am I supposed to do? He's like, okay. So um, there's a flight headed back to, like, Minnesota if you want to go back. And I'm like, bro, what? I'm not going to Minnesota, nigga. <laughs> Must have thought I was Somali or something, bro. But I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm like, what other options do I have? You can go anywhere you want, but cannot enter this country. And I'm like, all right, for sure. I'm like, what about the the UK? He's like, uh, you can try. He's like, they'll probably say the same thing. But in my head, I was like, okay, they had the Brexit. They also have a different relationship with the U.S., so fuck it. I'm already here in Europe. I'm not going back to the States. Like, I'll figure it out somehow, some way. Um, so anyways, I buy the flight to the UK. As soon as I get there, they ask me the same thing. Let me see your, your paperwork. And so they finally see it. She's like, oh, emergency passport? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, how long are you staying here? I'm like, probably a week. She's like, okay, have a good time. Enjoy. Just like that? I'm like, fuck the French, bro. 
I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> gonna, I swear to God, I posted on bro. I was like, fuck the friends, fuck these niggas. I ain't supporting them during the World Cup. Fuck, fuck the niggas, bro. And then my bag. Yeah, you love them now. Nah, bro. Fuck the niggas too, bro. I'm glad <laughs> Tunisia. Did, did, Tunisia. Did, didn't you bet on them? <laughs> bro, I did, and they fucking lost. Tunisia beat them. They lost to Africans, bro. It is what it is. Fuck the French, oh, man. Fuck the French, bro. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, but back to the whole talk about traveling, though. I mean, traveling is definitely dope, but, bro, I feel like everybody's been traveling after COVID, bro, because everybody was confined and, like, in their homes and just couldn't really do shit. I mean, unless you were in Texas, bro. That shit was kept going on like the whole world didn't stop, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I think Florida was the same way, too. Where they're like, you know what? Uh, Let's see how this plays out. Bro, I remember we went to New York a month prior to going to uh to Houston. And, you know, the city never sleeps with sleep, bro. I'm talking about everything closed at like 11. And I've been mm-hmm. to New York plenty of times before. But during COVID, it was terrible, bro. Like, you know how New York is, bro. There's people all over the streets. You can barely walk, you know? But yeah. It was whatever when I was out there. Yeah. You miss know, New York, a, bro? There's small things I miss. There's small things I miss. Like, right now, the thing I miss the most, weirdly enough, are ice rinks. Just so mm-hmm. I can skate and maybe even play a little hockey if I wanted to. But because there's only one ice rink here that's open. All the other ones that they used to have where we are in, in California have closed indefinitely. It's probably because mm-hmm. of COVID. And then they charge so much money to go skate, too. 15 bucks or something which doesn't sound a lot but like on the east coast it's five bucks it's sometimes two bucks like oh wow that's cheap yeah and you know like summers here can be pretty brutal but you know east coast summers are pretty bad too because they're humid but i think ice rinks are the only thing i miss everything else is like eh. the people <laughs> i think are different the people are different for sure like uh i feel like they're smarter on the east coast so there's definitely an iq drop when you really yeah so. yeah i don't know I think Californians are just way too laid back. Um, they ain't about that hustle mentality. They don't know much about a lot of things, and so, okay. or they just move slower. And I mean, I mean, if you compare it to New York, I mean, New York is just on its own pace, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, New York actually surpassed SF after um, the whole remote thing. Obviously, people started leaving SF, yeah. but apparently, New York and now is like the most number one uh, expensive and. The country and the world i think i was reading something about that but um but i i, I do think there are Hudson bay area not yeah, too yeah. sure if we're just talking about california as a whole but i mean um but if you think california is slow bro like you should rethink texas bro because it definitely can be oh, slow, yeah. bro. It, everything it's, gonna be, on, it's gonna be on your pace bro because i feel like out there bro people actually you know they work to live you know mm-hmm. um Whereas out here, saying or New York, people are living to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas are constantly working on the rat race, trying to get paycheck to paycheck, you know, make sure that they, they get in the bag, chasing the bag. But Texas, bro, like, everything's so cheap. And, like, everyone has a fucking house, some land and some car, a car and, you know, a picket fence, whatever. Like, niggas already kind of hit their goals, you know? So it's like, Damn. people, like, you'll see they'll work their nine to five and then they'll just chill, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it just depends on the lifestyle. I mean, if you surround yourself around other people that are hustling, constantly working, you know, you'll still be able to do your thing. But, I mean, yeah. Texas is definitely known to be to be slower. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I got to pay attention to that. I don't know if that's going to work long term. Because mm-hmm. I think part of the reason is, like, it's also a bigger city. So, mm-hmm. I will be able to, I want to take table moments to the next level, start making, like, long-form YouTube videos. I have, mm-hmm. we, you know, we come up with all these crazy ideas on, on the podcast. And I'm like, yo, wouldn't it be cool if we actually, like, if I actually made those videos, like a 
like some of the things we've talked about and I'm like all right yeah so but i probably need dope, to be bro. around people see, see uh like the face to all these people that you bring on to to to, to the podcast you know yeah like um especially you want to bring it to the next level bro like a lot of these podcasts are like not only just audio you know they yeah are on youtube and you know on tiktok and all these platforms and I, obviously i know i see you post yourself your brothers yeah. but especially if you're trying to take it to the next level I, yeah i agree that'd be yeah. dope yeah so we'll see we'll see how that goes and uh yeah we'll see how that goes and plus i i don't i have i think my politics agrees a lot more with the people down there in, in texas so <laughs> i've never lived in a place like that where people you know we were on the same like wavelength on just mindset and stuff so i definitely think you would fit in bro I yeah, dude, dude. hey you gonna get blocked yeah dude why not like everybody there has a gun right everyone bro i'm talking about like <laughs> i was on craigslist i'm trying to buy a car me up with people i see niggas uh in a in a hip you know what i'm saying you can just see it you go to uh in and out or whatever chick-fil-a you see somebody in line waiting with one in their pocket you go to nara which is like one of the biggest and like popular hookah lounges in in houston and the arab niggas out there like i'm talking about like old like fathers bro you, you can literally see it bro like they're like thugs and whatever like everyone has one bro to keep a long story short bro so you ain't gonna be the only nigga to not have one bro so below you might as well have one too. yeah that's what and I was you, saying. Max, That's what right? I was saying. Get one. And he's, Get one. And, he's in, and he's in Little Mexico, bro. At least Houston, Dallas, there's some uh, diversity. Like, you got a lot of black people, East Africans, bro. But you're on a lot of Mexicans over there, bro. Not to say anything against them, but, like, you know, you stick out, bro, like, a little bit. Unless you want to get some cowboy boots and uh, some buckles, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, dude. You might as well. Yes. You might as well. Yeah, they say uh, when in Rome, do as a Roman, right? Yeah. I'm thinking like I might even build one because people do that there too. So right, three D print one, right? Uh, sort of. You could three D print one, but those don't really I, last I was a watching, long time. I was watching um, a documentary of like these guys that actually three D print their uh, ARs and uh, fucking machine guns, and they actually go crazy. But sometimes they jam, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you can get it right, it, it'll go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to make yeah, you one? I do. I can make you one. <laughs> Nah, bro. I'm gonna just cop one, bro. I don't. <laughs> Good brother, but definitely get one, bro. I mean, it's there, bro. Yeah, Belos, be... uh, his first shooting in Houston, bro. No cap. But... Yeah, Bill told me about that. He actually he, last week or the week before, but our our dad was on the podcast and he just told us the story. Of your shootout. <laughs> yeah, I said I said it my dad did. Yeah. He was hell no, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take our dad shooting this in a couple weeks actually yeah give him a taste of some guns and then get myself a gun in texas maybe i'll get into shooting and you guys ever see the speed shooters it's like a competition thing yeah you talking about like the they be throwing that shit in the air what is it called like disc shooting or some shit is that what you're talking about oh no, no no this is like precise shooting where they have like these precisely milled handguns to like shoot as fast as possible and it's like so a bell will ring, and then you have to go through this obstacle, hitting targets as fast as possible. It's like a obstacle course kind of thing, but instead it's just shooting targets all in different heights and locations with your handgun. It's like a, mm. it's a legit sport, oh, and wow. that'd be cool to get into and just like Fuck become it. deadly shooter with with them shits. Honestly, you could, bro. The one thing about Texas, bro, is like it's not a lot of scenery. It's not a lot of like lakes and parks. Like especially during the summertime and when it's a lot hotter, it's like not much to do besides eat and like go out. So like you'll have a lot of free. So you could definitely pick up a lot of hobbies like that. So. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Texas plus living in a red state. I'm wondering 
Like, uh, I wonder what the girls are like. Are they... Well, they say everything bigger in Texas, bro. So. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling like everybody. Good Honor. big or bad big? It's both, bro. You see big big and like <laughs> slim thick, you hear me? Uh, <laughs> alright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like said. Do, do they have like mm-hmm. a Texas 10 where as soon as you move to Texas, you gain like 10 pounds or something? 100%, bro. It's, I haven't heard about it, but I know for a fact. Every, but every time I was visiting Houston, bro, I would gain weight. When I come back to Cali, I drop weight. And it's yeah. just because of food, bro. The food portions are bigger. The uh, the lifestyle, when you're just constantly, like, and, like, striving. And, you know, it's just different, bro. Cali, I feel like you're on your feet a little bit more. than New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Texas, like, everything's so far. You need to drive. Um, like I said, everyone finishes work around like five six and like they just chill you know what i'm saying a lot of people go to the gym there for that very reason that like people are gonna get big bro and we all know texas is the, the most obese state yeah i don't know yeah definitely gotta keep up the gym thing and then probably stay away from some of the not so much fried food every day i think exactly exactly yeah. i mean uh, ask below bro we went to a couple of fire spots and like i took him to this one place called Agas fire Indian bro. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, oh, I'm Indian's my love favorite. Yeah, I'm talking about it's it's like known. It's like one of the top tier Indian spots like in the street, bro. It's called August A G A S Fire, bro. But like we got yeah. fire Yemeni food, soul food, Japanese all types of food, bro. It's just actually crazy, bro. I kinda Yeah. I've had a lot of, I have I've had like a lot of Indian food, but by far the one in Houston is the best one I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Definitely recommend. Ten out of ten. I'll definitely check it but, out for sure. Definitely. All right. <clears throat> but the girls are are thick. The girls are thick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll still find all types of girls, but um, yeah, you won't you won't find them as bad as California, like SoCal. Okay. I know so- um, SoCal is a whole separate thing. If you go Houston or Dallas, I say it's better than. Okay. But San Antonio, <laughs> that's where it's. <laughs> really? Yeah. San Antonio is like going to fucking uh, it's like Hayward like thirty years ago, bro. Like somebody, bro. Are they, are they bro, like Polynesian just... big? <laughs> no, bro. It's not even about them big, bro. It's just like the city itself, bro. Like certain parts are like modern, but it's just like old and like people are just either overweight or just skinny, and bro. Well, homie was saying that uh, all the beautiful women uh, that are Mexican usually stay in Mexico. But uh, all the ones that are, that don't really have opportunities out there uh, usually come to like San Antonio, and they're not usually because they're not that bad. They they, they usually have to leave, you know what I'm saying, and find new opportunities in uh, the U.S. So you'll see them in San Antonio. Uh, y'all heard about like how like a lot of remote workers like, going to Mexico City and just living out there and working. Yeah. yeah. Bro, that's just crazy, bro. Like, I, I had a couple of partners, like, a good, like, 10, 15 of them. They just been chilling there, bro. Like, just doing their thing, working remote, like, tearing up the yeah. city and, like, living cheap. But I heard the Mexicans out there, they ain't not fucking with it, bro. Because they're like, bro, y'all niggas just driving up the cost and everything. I mean, yeah. whoever runs, like, the tourist scene out there is probably making a bag. But for everybody else, it's, bro, he's fucking American. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, um, my roommate's brother actually lives in Mexico. So he's just been doing two engineering jobs out there. Yeah, bro. See what I mean? Shit, wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, bro, I was going to see, bro, aside from, like, a podcast, uh, like, you still, you still doing engineering? Uh, doing software. Software? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's self-taught? Self-taught, yeah. It's a lot to learn. A lot to learn, dude. I, I, I mean, I use, I have this app I'm using. I use it for the social media posts. I've gotten enough skills doing a bunch of different things now that, 
I could basically do a lot of things, but I'm just thinking I'm not interested in replacing a corporate job. I want something that scales. So I've been trying to figure out this whole like selling software to people that I've written myself. Mm. And that's a, that's a hard thing for me to get over because it's like, I didn't know this shit a few months ago. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm selling you, I'm trying to sell something that you're just learning about. <laughs> yeah, that I just learned. And I know all the places where it needs to be improved and stuff. And it's part of the things I just got to get over. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fire though, bro. Like you already picking up um, like software engineering is like a whole other language, bro. Like all the coding languages, bro. Like I knew I wanted to be in the tech space, but I knew I wasn't ready mentally to like learn all of it, especially it was towards the end of my college career. I took two year break, went back and I wanted to be in the tech space just because it's in our backyard, bro. Like, yeah. Um, so I decided to, that's the closest I can get to, you know, actually coding and everything. But to go back in time, definitely some coding classes. And it's not too late. I could always in camp or whatever the case may be. But I'm just at a place now where it's like, I just want to, you know, collect money, revenue, and then figure out other ventures and moves and shit like that. The fact that you actually picking up and about to sell software as a service, that's dope, bro. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know it's like when I started, it sounds like a crazy idea when you don't have much experience in it, but all it would take was a few months of pain, basically, just trying to basically Google things every day, every time you run into an issue. And that was my life. And now I actually have something that works, which is crazy. Now it's just a matter of like finishing all the final things to wrap it up and mm-hmm. be able to turn it into a package that I can sell. And then I have to mm-hmm. like, I have to learn the whole business of selling and then finding deep problems that people have and then actually building a product specifically for that. I did this because I needed it for table moments. Whether or not I'm going to be able to sell it, I don't know. I think there are definitely people who could use it, but it's only useful for people who post as frequently as I do, which isn't most people. Um, so, so you're I think targeting you, like uh, creators and like... Yeah, or people who do... There are a bunch of, because you guys have been seeing the whole TikTok thing, especially with podcasts and even like business professionals who have like offers that they're selling courses or maybe even services. They're getting into this game too of making short form content because it's far cheaper to build an audience on TikTok than it is to run Facebook ads. And you can build a large enough audience. And if you have a high ticket offer, it makes sense to invest the money into making those TikTok videos. So there are people who do editing for those people. And I think this would be useful for those people, the people who make the videos or these these large ticket clients and stuff. So I have to sort of re-jigger. But I think it would just be back-end tools for B2B um, creators. Okay. And I might have to get into that space just to understand it more. So I might just get into like, because I've been doing all these editing, the, the videos mm-hmm. you've seen on the mm-hmm. socials. So I've gotten yeah. pretty good at editing these videos and I could do pretty fast turnaround. So... And I have experience with the podcasting, interviewing people. So if there are maybe like lawyers or people who offer services that they're trying to build or get clients Mm -hmm. using TikTok or something, Mm -hmm. then I can literally just interview them. They'll record a long form piece of content, or maybe they already have a YouTube channel, but they don't have the shorts and the small clips. Literally cut that up. Niggas making a lot of money doing that shit, bro. It's crazy. So even just a handful of people, 10 people doing that, I'd be making, dude, it's, it blows my mind, but yeah, you, you could be making, it's crazy the amount of money that's in this stuff right now. And it's still early, so. Um. 100% facts, bro. And I feel like, I know I keep saying this, but COVID helped realize a lot of things, people, you know what I'm saying? Like social media can bring a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that people started traveling and realizing like life is short, let's go outside and, you know, explore. But whatever the case is, bro, I mean, back to social media, I mean, 
Um, I know a couple people who are like successful content creators, bro. They're getting their bag, bro, for sure. So it's super cool that you found your niche and like you're testing it out and perfecting it, bro. I'm, I'm excited for you, bro. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's just experimentation. Every day I post a video, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, literally, it's just getting the experience. And that's been my system so far. Just learn mm -hmm. new shit. Eventually, these skills will come together, hopefully. But even then, like, if I ever needed to get it, I, I think I'm unemployable at this point because I love my freedom too much now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure I could get a job. There are plenty of editor jobs. I'm like, they're paying this much for this? Or, like, they're looking for a radio host. I could totally do that now with the whole podcast yeah. thing. And I've been doing the live streams, too. So I've actually gotten yeah. niggas watch this shit. I don't it, it blows my mind when I see people on live. They're actually engaging with me and stuff. I it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So that's smooth, bro. I mean, it's all transferable skills that you've been picking up, bro. From the software to the coding to the radio hosting to the editing. I mean, you yeah. picking up all types of valuable skills, bro. So even if you don't have the perfect resume, you shifted careers, bro. I'm telling you, you definitely find a role if you really wanted to. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. But like, especially with this economy, bro. I don't know if you've been peeping, bro, because I don't know if you've been on LinkedIn and shit. I know you're staring away from the whole um, corporate jobs, but. Bro, a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas. Really? It's been bad? Bro, I'm talking about Facebook, 11,000. Amazon, 10,000. DoorDash yesterday, like 1,200. Um, Oracle, another 1,200. Twitter CEO, half the company. Obviously, he was on some nut shit. But I still, think <laughs> Elon, I still think Elon's the GOAT, but we'll see what he... I mean, he brought Andrew Tate and Trump back to, to Twitter, nigga. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, bro, these companies are letting, are kicking niggas out the door, bro, like peace sign, bro, like it's crazy, bro. I mean, niggas who I know work in the same industry as me, um, a lot of people I know have gotten let go, bro. So it's like, it's kind of just, it's sad to see, but it's also like, it made me realize that rely fully on a company to get your sole source of income, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pick up these skills and like figure out what you got to do on the side, to, you know? Start some projects, get the income flowing, bro. Other ways, bro. Multiple ways. Yeah. And I wish more younger people knew that. Like, college, I see, I used to just shit on college entirely. I think there's only one value that you can get out of it. If you get to a top school, then you'll be, in, you'll be surrounded by people who have the same high-achieving mindset and intellect as you. And that's where you can meet, if you want to start a company, co-founders or, or build relationships. Aside from that, it's hard to justify four years and tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I agree. I also think school, um, because I even dropped out, bro. I realized, I was like, bro, I'm just agging. I'm like, my parents were telling me, like, yeah, bro, you should pursue a health degree. You know, my dad works at food department of a hospital. He just serves food to the, to the patients. And my mom is works at a nursing home. And so, like, them being in those environments, they're like, yeah, you should be a doctor. You should be a you know, RN or a, P a PA, whatever the case may be. I'm like, okay, but, you know, everybody does this, bro. You know, they look up the raw, see how much salary gets paid, and it's like, bet, I'm going to go do that. You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, engineer gets paid 110K? Okay, cool. You know, I like engineering building shit. Fuck it, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Or they get inspired by someone else who maybe they know is successful in their family and they, they follow that path or career, whatever. Going back to the whole school thing, bro, I realized I could not pay attention to my classes, bro. Like, I was in physiology class, and I'm like, this is interesting, but at the same time, like, I can't get through the classes, bro. I don't want to do the homework. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I was flirting with 
with, with females to, to, you know, copy that homework and hella shit. And I'm just like, bro, like, yeah. I'm just trying to get this degree so I can start working, get a bag, some shit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, just other life shit happened too. So I ended up taking a year, uh, a year and a half, almost two years break. And uh, that's when I realized I want to make a pivot to tech, bro. I'm say it's just where the industry is going, bro. But um, I just feel like school, bro, is like you said, it's the relationships. It's, um, what do you call it? Uh, I think for some people, they need the discipline to be able to be in a structured environment and learn and turn in shit because not everyone is organized and follow and be motivated on a regular, you know? So I think yeah. for some people, people may need school. But I think in general, bro, if more kids, like you said, knew that like, school is not the only option, is you go to a trade school, you go to a boot camp, you can, you know what I'm saying? Just like go hit up like any way that you know is an entrepreneur and just be like, hey, let me work for you for for, for a lower, for the free, let me learn from you. You know what I'm saying? Just test it out, learn, fail, whatever the case is. and You'll figure it out, bro. There's so many different options. Like You can go teach English in a whole other country. There's so many things you could be doing, bro. Instead of just paying money to, to institutions that's a business at the end of the day taking your money make you in debt and by the time you graduate you're like 50 60 hundred thousands in debt now you're working a 70k 60k job how long it's going to take you to to pay that back bro you know let's say you get married you know what i'm saying especially our traditional marriages bro you gotta pay for the ring you gotta pay for the, the maher price the, the wedding all that shit bro and that's like another 40k 50k whatever the case is and, you know you don't want your life to start backwards bro. for sure I don't know, like with the whole, since you were studying like in the medical field, like I know for the whole, it's kind of crazy. I, I've heard stories about people in medicine and like mm-hmm. the kind of crazy shit that happens in a hospital. Salute to them. Yeah. But also like nurses are kind of crazy because <laughs> <laughs> they deal with a bunch of bullshit all day. Not they even do, bullshit. Bro. It's more like some gory shit. Yeah. 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 So then they get really jaded, not even jaded. They just... You know, like a a cop who has to deal with like hardship all the time, like in a rough city or something, how they like um, people dying don't really face them anymore. Yeah. Nurses are the same way, dude. Nurses are the same way. And so it's like all the gore, the blood, like you said, and it just uh, at some point it's like whatever to them. They don't even feel empathy, sympathy anymore. It's just like they're doing their job. Yeah. It just reminds me of how like a therapist needs a therapist, you know, they're taking all everybody's problems with their problems. But um, that's That's just tough, bro. Yeah. And so I sat, I remember the day I decided to just drop out, bro. I was like, do I see myself just in this hospital and just, you know what I'm saying? I'm patient. You know what I'm saying? I could work with people. I could do it. I feel like you really could do anything you want to. But I was like, nah. I'm like, I'm going to just take a break, see see what else is out there. And uh, yeah, bro, I thought I was history, bro. I ended up working at the airport for a little bit, did an internship, ended up finding my way into tech. So I'm new up for everything, bro. But yeah, man, medical industry is, is interesting bro i wonder yeah. how my life would have been if i continued on that route yeah i do find it fascinating though because when i talk with like a, a nurse or something like the conversation I, i'm just curious because i didn't realize how much the human body's a lot like machines and so we're like i'm talking with her and you know she's explaining like how the heart is central to everything and how if the heart isn't pumping enough blood then everything starts failing and how it's all tied together i'm like yo that's kind of like a car <laughs> like and so i'm like yo maybe one day after the whole business thing the whole software SaaS thing i go to med school just for fun and <laughs> just hey, learn this shit bro. you really could though but the thing part is you don't have to shit on the internet bro obviously True. not like the the surgery part and the you know um 
all the actual procedures, but like all the like physiology and, and like those the study of the body, the bones, everything, all that you definitely learn that, bro. It's, it's definitely interesting, bro. Bro, I remember it was uh one of the homies from New York, and he was in med school, or his, he's in residency, and he showed us this bloody, gory picture of like his foot that like was severed. Like I'm talking about, like it's literally split open, bro. And I'm like, so what y'all about to do with the, like what y'all do about his foot? They're like, yeah, he's gonna have to get that uh cut off and i'm like and then I, I didn't realize at the time but like did you know that like can't like um cut someone's foot just like at their ankle like no matter like if it's in their leg they have to cut it at knee level like for uh Why? so that they can um i guess it's uncomfortable the way the the bone and uh, the body is so like if you um if you're trying to recreate an ankle it's a lot harder to do that than uh, creating like a, a brace that just sticks to the knee so i mean i was like, okay that kind of makes sense but like, he, his foot it was a part that was fucked up, but, like, they had to literally cut entire leg up to his knee, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And, like, he's looking at this with, like, no, like, reaction. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's a regular day. I'm like, fuck out of here, bro. This is terrible. I already yeah. judge niggas who look at those pimple popping videos, bro. Like, I can't do this, bro. Nah, for sure. Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, med students? actually have like a very high uh rate of suicide because of all the uh threats they have to go through with the hospital and learning all the materials oh it's crazy speak of pride and everything you know it's crazy how much work they have to go through dude like so they got to do four years of undergrad then apply to med school if they can get in sometimes they don't get it in the first try so they have to wait like a year or something then you got to do what another four years of med school or some shit and then after that then you got to do residency for like another two three years depending on your specialization and then a fellowship after that if you want to become even more expert at your shit yeah we're talking like and then if you got a phd on top of that too you know you you know i'm saying work towards that but it's just wild bro dude it's like it's a lot of work i i remember i think in europe they do it a little differently they have some programs like accelerated medical degrees mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like straight out of high school you go into med school and it's yep. a six-year program instead of a four-year undergrad plus four-year med and so by the by the end of the six years let's say you go in at year 18 by 24 you have your medical degree and then you do your res- residency so you save a few years there i did a girl who who actually did that somehow she got into into it early and she was like 19 20 or no, no probably like 21 when she finished med school i was like that's the way to do it that's, that's the dope, way to bro. do it. That's yeah. dope, bro. But that's the that's the whole reason I think behind that is the lack of information, bro. People are just like, you know what I'm saying, just following these cookie cutter like models and like uh paths. Like they don't know that like, you know what I'm saying, you can graduate high school two years early if you take a certain test and like, you know what I'm saying, now you're sixteen, you can go to finish college by twenty, you know what I'm saying, and figure out what you want to do after that. Or you can go like I have the homegirl, went to Bosnia, did this basically the shit that you're saying, bro. She became mm-hmm. a doctor at like 23. I mean, got her degree, then now she's doing her residency. But I mean, like, there's different options out there, bro. But it's just the, the information, bro. If, it's not, if people don't know about it, they're not going, you know what I'm saying, take action upon it. But uh, Plus, a lot of people know. are making too much money from the way things are right now. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember in fucking high school, dude, I didn't know until the end of my sophomore year of high school that I could start taking college classes. Um which if they had told me before, I would have taken it 
taking them earlier. So I wasn't as prepared as I should have been going into my junior year. But because I found those things out, and here's the fucked up thing. I was in one of those like advanced classes and I remember where I heard it too. I overheard other kids talking about it in my AP English class. And I was like, the high school, the staff, they're not sharing that information with people. And so I overheard it. So I go talk to my counselor. He's like, yeah, we have this thing with the community college. And the community college was literally right next to the high school. So it's like uh-huh. super convenient. I could take classes at night. And my first uh-huh. class was a psychology course. And then by the time I graduated high school, I had enough credits that I entered college as a sophomore. And, so, bro. and I finished basically all my math requirement. And I got priority enrollment because I'm a freshman with all these enough credits to be a sophomore that I get priority in all the classes. So it's just like, bro, these people. Yeah, like it's the lack of information, bro. People are just, they're uh, gatekeeping, bro. I mean, gatekeeping. It, it's funny because it's like, I found out about uh, concurrent enrollment as well, like on some random shit, bro. Like I did not want to take art class in high school. It was the dumbest shit. People just sat there and just do circles. And niggas was just flirting with, you know what I'm saying, with the females and people were falling asleep, this in class, whatever. So I'm like, bro, I don't see the point of being in this class. Like, is there an alternative that I could do? And I'm talking to the counselor, and, like, he just, he's like, yeah, you could take this, you could take this. I'm like, nah, none of this interests me. And then he's like, all right. He's like, you really don't want to take our class for a whole year. You could just take it over the summer, six-week course, and we'll give you the credit for that. I'm like, for real? You tell me I can go right here to college? I would need to take a six-week art history class, and I don't have to take this class. He goes, yeah. So how do I do that? He's like, fill this out, call this number, it'll take care of you. I'm like, I right, bet. And I ended up taking a class, easiest class ever. The teacher must have been like 87, 90 years old. She told us, go to a museum and write a paper about your experience. That and that's the only thing I remember doing that summer. And I was like, bet. I just got out of this art elective that whole year, a free period, bro. And I got to go home early. But just to your point, though, bro, it's like, why did I have to even go through that shit to find that out? You know what I'm saying? It's like, if niggas know from freshman year, like, if you take college classes, you don't have to, I'm saying, take these uh, alternatives in high school. Or you can get college credit and start as a sophomore like you did, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And I understand where, I actually, I think it's fucked up that they do this, but they get money. Their their funding is based on students in class. So, yeah, I think that's, that's cool. the incentives problem. It's like, you need students in seats and for to get the funding. You know, it's funny, bro. I remember, I remember someone told me there was a teacher, or my dad, or someone was saying, like, yeah, you don't go to school, the, the, the school won't get paid. I'm like, man, fuck the school, nigga. Them niggas ain't doing shit for me. <laughs> man, I ain't going to school, bro. <laughs> man. It's just hella funny. But going back to that, it makes sense in public schools, bro. Yeah. But it's crazy, bro. Like, I don't know where I'm going with my kids these days, bro. Especially with the agenda and, like, the curriculum they're building these days. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I feel like it's, it's going in a certain direction, bro. And, uh, like, I remember my little sister, bro, they was talking about, like, LGBTQ in, like, first grade. I'm like, bro, she was like, you know, like, uh, I can marry a guy or a boy can marry a boy or whatever. Or some shit like that. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? You're like six years old, bro. Like, why are you telling me this, bro? And she's showing me her textbook, and I'm like, bro, hell nah. I'm like, nigga, I didn't learn about this till like at least middle school, bro. You feel me? Okay. And then like, I know like my other cousin, bro. Like his little brother, they brought drag queens to his class. And, like, what? The fuck? I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, bro. This is in Berkeley, bro. And I'm oh, like, it's Berkeley. Yeah, I'm like, hell nah, bro. And then like. Another nigga, uh, I know at the mosque, he's like a, a fob. And you know how these fobs do not fuck with the LGBTQ community, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, bro, my son came home and he was like, 
dad, uh, we watched a video on YouTube and they said love is love. And, you know, a boy was kissing a boy. His dad took him out that school immediately, bro. He's just like, fuck this school, bro. <laughs> and now he's, he's, he's planning on taking his kid to Egypt and just, you know, go figure it out move. from there. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, this shit's cr- fucking wild, man. They really try to drill it into the kids now. That's crazy. Yeah. The thing is, bro, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I have no, like, uh, pretty close. Um, I don't care for it, but it's just like, I feel like it's a certain age that people should be able to, to learn on their own, you know what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. like, not just that, bro, just in general, bro, I just feel like the beige is too liberal, bro. It's just, I mean, it's always been like that, but I don't know, man. I, I used to be thinking about shit like that, like, would I raise my kids in San Diego, maybe somewhere a little bit more like Texas, or would I just stay in Texas? Like, would I ever come back to Cali? Would I go overseas? I don't know, man. It's, it's different. Yeah. T- times have changed, bro. I know, like part of my long-term reasoning for doing this whole software SaaS, run my own business shit, is so that my kids won't have to go to public school. You can pay the price, because I saw, especially with the whole pandemic thing, when they're like, all right, now we're going to make you guys do Zoom on school or or school, Zoom, whatever. And apparently it's a lot of kids have suffered because of the lack of in-class instruction and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And... Also telling them like, all right, you got to get vaccinated in order to come back. And so like a lot of these these parents, yeah, all these parents who are like in this tough situation now have to make choices. To me, I'm like, I don't want to. And then they have to like adapt. So they're trying to figure out the whole homeschooling thing now or like build programs or community based schooling and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to have to be in this situation and then have to figure it out. So I'm thinking if I make the sacrifices now be able to earn my own income and then so i can actually spend time at home i can actually teach them myself and then maybe even partner with like-minded parents to to give them some worldly experience and and stuff like that so yeah, bro, definitely yeah. i think i think um yeah, i mean we live in a capitalist country bro and you gotta pay to play bro so i mean like uh it's funny like i'm in london i'm like arguing with niggas out there i'm like like yeah america's a dumb country i'm like yeah Dumb, but nigga, we got paid, bro. They're doctors, did you know? Like, they're pharmacists, doctors get paid like 40, 50k, bro. And I'm like, yeah. y'all niggas, I'm like, who's really dumb now, bro? Like, y'all have free healthcare, but y'all niggas gotta wait for like hours, you know, like hours, I'm talking for like weeks. And if you really, you know what I'm saying, want some good shit, you're gonna have to pay for better healthcare. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, that's that's big facts, dude. Like, people always talk about like free healthcare and shit. I'm like, yeah, there's a price that comes with free, dude. It's a lot exactly. of time, and it's usually shitty. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you're willing to make those compromises, fine. But if you want, like, good service. Like, I saw, I don't know if this was, I think it was Andrew Tate's brother. Tristan. Tristan, yeah. Tristan Tate, he was talking about, you guys have no idea what healthcare is. Like, free healthcare, yeah, you go to the hospital, they'll give you whatever shit to get you out, and they don't really give a fuck. Like, let's say you get diagnosed with cancer. This is literally the example he gave. He's like, you get diagnosed with cancer. The hospital is just going to choose the cheapest drug to treat you. They'll give it to you. It's going to be brutal on your body. The chemotherapy is going to be brutal. And you just better hope on luck that the chemo doesn't kill you faster than the cancer does. And then maybe you'll survive. And then he's like, if you got money, what they'll do is they'll take samples of the cancer. They'll replicate it in a lab. Then they'll test all these different chemotherapy drugs on each of the samples that they have that they collected from you and they replicated to figure out which one's the best without killing you. And 
it most effective and then they'll do all those tests and then give you the right concoction specifically for you and so that you don't have to deal with all the pain and possibly losing your life on chemotherapy and shit that's healthcare and that caught that's just hell expensive money bro money i mean it's like it's the it's a it's a, it's a universal debate that will probably never end whether it should be free or we should pay for it but like you said bro i mean everything that's free has is attached to something bro you may be able to get seen faster or like you don't have to worry about the expenses but are you getting the best um, practice service but i mean there's a we have our own problems here too bro just like how the racism within like the healthcare field and you know how like certain like i don't know if it's still the same probably is but like black people are able to get the same um like treatments as their white counterparts you know all those studies behind that but um the fact is, bro, I mean, I'd rather pay for better health. I mean, that's health is, with, is our wealth, bro. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy out here, dude. I know. Yeah, man.